20-30, cuts midfield, 40, the kicker to beat, see you later. At the 40, at the 30, look at him go, 20, 10, DTR to the house. Here comes Donald, and he spins Burrow around, and then trying to throw it away. TDLB, Raiders in the end zone. The Raiders have a touchdown. This is L.A. Football Mondays. Talking all things L.A. football with Rams Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson. L.A. Football Mondays is brought to you by the Ford F-150 truck with an available interior work surface and 12-inch touchscreen. It's built tough. Visit your local Southern California dealer to test drive one today. And now, here's Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, and Eric Dickerson. Okay, we continue. Uh, Eric will join us here in a couple of minutes, Rodney. Okay. Let's keep talking about the Dodgers. Let's do it. All right. So in hour one, you got to vent your spleen. Vent it. And uh, we appreciate everybody that called. I'm sure we'll continue this throughout the week. But now the season is over. So where do you go from here? Because that's really the question. All right. Every fan believes that getting to where the Dodgers have and not closing the deal is unacceptable. But again, understand this. There are few teams in pro sports that are in the conversation every year to get there. That's not making an excuse. That's a statement of fact. So the Dodgers are in that conversation. And again, if you look at it, it wasn't the pitching. They just didn't hit. So now where do you go from here? How do you move forward? Some decisions have to be made. And we'll start with a big free agent in Trey Turner. I like Trey Turner. Had a nice postseason, a good regular season. He's a terrific shortstop, one of the best in the game. I think, given what has happened, Rodney, and you, you know, you tell me what you think. I think what has happened, given what has happened, there's no 10-year deal for Trey Turner. Mookie has got the big long deal. Freddie Freeman has got the six-year deal. I don't think there's any 10-year deal for Trey Turner. I'd hate to see him leave. But I don't think they're going to do that. And if I'm the Dodgers, I wouldn't do that. Because we're seeing the results of guys with long deals. What if what if they don't hit in the playoffs? Then you've got them, and they're not hitting. Trey did hit. But I think it's a numbers game. I don't think there's this 10-year deal for him. What do you think? And it has to be 10-year? A, I mean, a how deal, old is Trey? How old is Trey? He's, uh, he's what, not late, 30 yet. Late 20s? Um, yeah, I don't see a, I don't see a 10 year deal and I don't know what he's looking for. If that's what he's looking for, I agree with you that it's, it's, uh, it's, it's probably not going to work out for him, but here's the question. Um, and, and we don't know just yet, uh, what he's going to command out there, right? He's going to get paid. Yeah, but what does that mean? What? Uh, how is he going to get? Is he going to get paid? You think he gets paid in the numbers that are Corey Seager numbers? What Corey just got paid? Uh, is he going to get paid in uh, Tatis numbers? What? What, what is, Where is he going to land in terms of the dollars? Well, I guess yeah. Where is he going to land in terms of the dollars? Because you know, if we're talking ten. I don't see the ten year thing, but it goes back to where does he land? And if he's at Three hundred million dollar guy. If somebody's going to pay him that. He's he's gone. Yeah, I don't think the Dodgers can do that. And then the question, you know, becomes, 
who's going to replace him? Are you comfortable with Gavin Lux moving to shortstop and being your everyday long-term shortstop? We'll get, it. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. All right. So Trey, So we agree Trey Turner is not a $300 million 10-year guy. That's not going to happen. And I, and I only disagree with one thing you said. The Dodgers can't do that. Well, the Dodgers can do that, but I don't think they will do that. They can spend all the money they mm-hmm. want. They have the highest payroll in baseball. It didn't help them this year. I don't think they'll do that. So I think it's 50-50 if he's back. I think it always comes down to number of years as well. How many years are you willing to give the guy and how much? Okay, Clayton Kershaw. He's a free agent. If he goes back, if he comes back for a one for, you sign him. A one for at what? Thirty million? Twenty five million? I don't think he made that million? much this year. He when he uh, I thought he was mid high twenties, wasn't he? Was he? I don't know. All right, give him. I know the one before he was thirty million, right. right? But this one, I don't know what it is. If he wants a year, you give it to him. That's what I would say. He gets a year. He gets one more year. He gets a year. Yeah. He's earned that. Uh, let's talk Cody Bellinger. Now, I believe they can let him go or pay him $18 million. Is that the arbitration number he yeah. signed? I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, or try to trade him. They could try that, too. I think he's done. When you go to Dodger Stadium and you see the fans walking around, it's amazing to see how many people are walking around with Bellinger jerseys. People really like Cody. Yeah. But this and is they're rooting for Cody. And they're rooting for him. Yeah. And it's not helping. I mean, yeah. he has lost something. It yeah. cannot lo- it can no longer be well, he was hurt or this or that. He looked bad. Let's just be honest. He looked bad. I know he was an MVP. He looked bad. And if we're to be truly honest, he's not looked good in a while. He plays since, great defense. Since his MVP year, he hasn't looked great. Right. You know, it's in really second half of that MVP year. Right. Um, and that's the that's the that's the hard part about about him is he if he could even just be three quarters of that MVP year and give you some offense um, on a consistent basis with his high level defense, you could live with that. You could live with him hitting, you know. 240. If, and, 240. And, <laughs> That'd be like one of the masters for him. <laughs> you could live with that. You know, he'd give you 25 home runs a year. You could live with that um, because he plays such great defense. I mean, a difference-making type of defense he plays. No question, but he can't uh, be an automatic out. But he out. can't be an automatic out. He's like the pitcher into, hitting. Yeah, he almost has turned into that. Yeah, it's like when the pitcher's yeah. up, he's up. He's not helping you offensively. Something yeah. has to be done about him. You've got to have somebody that you can put in. And maybe that guy becomes Trace Thompson. Mm-hmm. Okay? Maybe he becomes Trace Thompson. Maybe. I, I think as a when you look at it, can he be a, a qualified replacement? And I think given this season and his consistency, basically, through given, given the fact that he was able to play an extended role and play all not on an everyday basis, but play a lot of games and not just, you know, slot him in here, slot him in there. He got a good sample. We got a good sample size of Trace Thompson this year. If he gets the opportunity to play, he can be very effective. And if you start to say, okay, he's going to be our everyday center fielder. I think he would, he could flourish in that role. I do. All right, so maybe that's the trade-off there. Yeah, and you lose a little bit defensively, but although he did make some, he some made pretty some good, good plays. Yeah, he did. In center field, 
uh, I think he can handle that role. Okay. You have to make a decision on Justin Turner. You have to make a decision on Justin Turner now. Club option, I think 16, 18 million. So he's in a club option this year coming up? Yeah. Oh, you got to sign him. For 16? Yeah. Yeah, I got I to keep him around. I mean, uh, he, he he struggled in postseason. Yes, he struggled. Um, but then I think it goes back to with now the now that there is a DH. Um, I think sixteen. If it's if it is indeed sixteen millions for him, I'd I'd keep him for that year, definitely. Okay, uh, Max Muncie is signed for next year, so you're good. Now the thing about Max Muncie, and again, if we're being completely honest. You got to see if he can bounce back. So you got him for one year to see that. We love Max Muncy. Yeah. He's been on the show. We love Max Muncy. He had a bad year. Now he's coming off the injury. Yeah. Nobody wants it more than Max. Nobody's more determined or hard-nosed than Max Muncy. But next year's a make-it-or-break-it year for him. Another guy that had just a terrible year, and we were thrilled when they signed him, was Chris Taylor. Yeah. So he's locked up. He's locked up. Yeah. You're good. You have to make decisions on a guy like Gavin Lux. Mm-hmm. He was okay. Had some where, where moments of brilliance. He's still under, under yeah, control. Yeah, control. So you don't really have to make a decision on him. Well, but is he going to be your future? I mean, they need to but make... But you got that... You if Given we're saying that they don't re-sign Trey Turner or sign Trey Turner to a, to a deal, um, then you have that opportunity for him to be your everyday shortstop and see where you are with him. But you're, yeah, going that to, luxury. but you're going to lose hitting if you don't side Trey Turner. That's the problem. Yeah. Gavin Lux is not going to hit yeah. like Trey Turner. The guy that's, you know, won the battle title one year and was second in the league and hits the next year. Yeah, that production is something that uh, that's tough to give up. And they need help in the pitching staff. Yes. Every year they have to go out and find somebody. You know so they, they got to sign Walker Bueller? They do. Yeah. So they got to sign him. That'll be an interesting deal. We got to see how yeah. you are, Walker. You know, we'll, we'll do a deal. What do they do? A one year deal with him? Well, you could, or what you could do is say, okay, uh, you pitch so many innings, you know, there are incentives. And when you hit the incentives, it escalates your deal for the next year. In other words, we got to see how you are. We can't yeah. sign you to a five year deal. We don't even know if you can pitch. Your arm might fall off. We don't yeah, know. That's what I'm saying. Do. So you sign him to a one and, and an option. Maybe. One in a club option or something like that. Yeah, give him a nice chunk of change. Yeah. Club option. And if you look good that first year, we'll redo you again. Well, he's not even he's up not until 24. That. So you're not going to do anything right now anyway with him. Well, but he's not going to be back till when? Yeah, who knows? Right. Right. Because right. he's not, yeah. He won't at the very earliest, right? He'll play by midseason next year, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So your sample size will be very small. Well, you're, but the good point is, Kevin mentioned, you don't have to do anything. Yeah, that's true, but you got to be thinking now if you're building your budget. Yeah, but you know, but he's not an immediate situation that you got to decide like a Trey Turner, where you got to decide what you're gonna do. I'll tell you who you do have to decide about is Tyler Anderson. Yeah, what do you do with him? I bring yeah. him back. Absolutely. Yeah. What What do you think he's gonna command on the open market? Not what these other guys are. No, I don't think so either. If he's reasonable, yeah, you bring him back. $20 million, three years? You know, but you never know. There'd be somebody other that wants to go crazy for him, and he's going to test that market. I would if I'm him. After the season he had, absolutely. 
But if you can sign him back, I would make every effort to try to sign him back. You know, and now is El Monte ready? Are we going to see him every I day? I love him. I, I would, I would, yes. He's a guy. Where where does he stand? Boy, he's got to be club control still, right? Oh, yeah, Obviously, absolutely. And he's got a long way to go, so yeah. you don't have to do anything. But I get him seriously ready in the rotation somehow, some way. So he comes up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you, you get him going. Because he showed that he can handle big moments. He's got all the stuff. Uh, his makeup, everything about him I love as a young kid. Kevin, what's the catcher? The young catcher? Katera? Uh, Cartaya. Cartaya. Who's like 20, I believe, 19 or 20. Who's a complete stud. That's what they all say. That's what they say. Well, maybe it's time that Will Smith or, Cart- or Cartaya learn another position. What do you mean? In other words, you don't need this kid to come Will- up and catch when you have Will Smith. No, you don't. But if this kid can really play, you look at him for half a season next year at a higher level, and he's just tearing the cover off the ball. Having them both in the lineup will work. Somebody's got to play a different spot so you can get them both in the lineup. What, what, what are you saying? Are you already putting them in the lineup? You don't even know if a guy, guy can play at a big league level. Well, I'm, I'm assuming he might be able to. Yeah, assuming is a different right. thing. Yeah. A lot of guys come up, you know, we sold on Gavin Lux. He had a pretty good year, but Gavin Lux destroyed AAA. Right? He had a pretty good year this year, but he was, you know, was he as dominant as he was in AAA? No. So you can't say that about a guy that you've never seen play at the big league level. Okay, we gotta we gotta find another position so he can play alongside Will Smith. They can be in the game together. Why would you do that? Well, why wouldn't you give a guy a new position anyway? Jesus. Why wouldn't you <laughs> make him a multi-positional you. player? <laughs> so you're already ready to put him at third base. You know, put him at third base, and he's never played a game in the in big league level. But, yeah, we want to put him and insert him as a, as a every-other-day player at third base. Well, I'm just saying we got to look Come to the on. future now. Well, what happened yeah. to Edwin Rios? Did he get hurt again? No, he was healthy by the end of the year but didn't yeah, have the played, reps. Yeah. And he doesn't have position versatility. So they really didn't think he'd be able to help him. So. Yeah, it was unfortunate he got hurt because he was a big bat that they, they could have used if he, if, if he had been healthy. I don't know how they feel about him, but I guess if you're talking about potentially declining an option for Justin Turner, if they think they can put Rios at third as every day, I don't know if that's a, that's a possibility or not. But he'd be an internal option. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what they do. Because Trey Turner is going to dictate a lot of things. Yeah. Because then... You know, Gavin Lux becomes your everyday shortstop. Right. And and I think that what it just feels to me, I I I firmly believe, and I, I know there are a lot of teams out there, I believe you your your middle end field's gotta be set. It's gotta be your shortstop second base, it's gotta be two positions that you know who they are. You know who they are. Like you got Freddie at first. That's a, that's a deal. You can interchange with Justin Turner and Max Muncy. Interchange them at DH at third base. I think you can live with that. Um, but your your shortstop second base, I think it's got to be everyday guys that you know. That's who it is because they are so they work too much hand in hand together. And they need to be together and play together on a regular basis to keep that consistency because too much action happens with second base and shortstop that you gotta have regular guys that are every day. And I think most teams you look out there, they 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 you know who the shortstop and second basemen are because they play most all the time. And I think the Dodgers have missed that because it's been by committee, whether it's been Chris Taylor, Gavin Lux, Max Muncie has played there. 
Uh, I'd like to see them settle in on a shortstop second baseman combination that they can stick with. All right, we'll talk more about this with David Bassey coming up at 2.30. Look who's here. It's our good buddy, E.D. Eric, there he is. You? What's up, guys? There How's he going? is. I'm just listening to y'all's baseball There's now. There's Eric Dickerson. I love it. I love it. I love it. Eric, make us all feel better, Eric. Uncle man, Eric. <laughs> well, Uncle Eric, was, Uncle Eric was sad the other night, too, man. I just, oh, gosh, man. I just, mm, mm, mm. I don't know what to say. I mean, I, let me let me ask you this. You know, you guys, y'all y'all, are, y'all know more about baseball than I do. But, you know, I, I don't like the old analytics thing. I'm just, I'm right. just not big. I'm just not big on that. And, and when I, I watched uh, Tyler Anderson pitch the other night, I mean, to me, it was like, he was good, and, yeah. and do they do, do they ever good. go out and do, would it, do they ever go out and just hey how you feel you know not now we just come snatch you off the mound do the hey how you feeling I mean you know are you feeling all right do you feel like you can keep going I mean mm-hmm. to me that's the old way that what they used to do it yeah. I mean how you feeling out there it's rare I mean, it's rare. rare not just with the Dodgers but it's rare with most teams nowadays where they don't really they don't really go back and go hey. How you feeling? Can you give me a couple more? Can you can you get through this inning? They don't really do that so much anymore. They look at it and going, okay, he's he's at this many pitches and it's the third time through the lineup and we're gonna but, uh, but, we're gonna take but, you out even if a guy but, is cruising like he was. But that don't mean because he I can say he was he was really just cruising through yeah. it. I mean, I think they forgot to tell the Padres, hey, the analytics say that you know if we bring another pitch in, we go we gonna win this game. I mean, it yeah. just didn't make it didn't make sense to me. I mean, it really didn't. Um, like I said, I'm not a I'm not a baseball guru, but um, I think when a guy is hot, it's like a quarterback or running back. When you hot, why pull him out the game? I mean, don't set him down. Let him keep rolling. I mean, and the same thing happened here. I mean, Tyler, honestly, what he gave him a two? What he gave him a two? Two not two nothing? Two yeah. nothing lead? Yeah, two nothing. Yeah. I mean, and it was it was three zip, and next thing I know, you know, it's three three, and it's five three. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, my gosh, it was just it was like they just really. The bullpen just really, I can say, imploded. I mean, you know, the thing is that the Dodgers have won what eight um, championships, you know, division, division. championships, eight, eight division championships, but one World Series. I mean, that says a lot right there. I mean, they got. When, I think when when people look at the Dodgers roster, they look at man, this is a talented. You know, you know, riding in football, you look at you like man, look at that roster they got. I wish I had that roster. I mean, I'm sure a lot of managers and players too. Like, I wish I was on that team. But yeah. they seem to, for some reason, when they get into the postseason, it's almost like, ooh, yeah. we, we that, tighten up. And that's what we we're saying. It's like, what what does that look like, though? Everybody said, oh, well, you know, they're not built for the postseason. What, what does that look like? Tell me what that looks like. Because every team, there hasn't been a repeat winner in the World Series since the Yankees did it in, what, 20 some years ago. So, yeah. what does that look like? If you, if you, you know, tell me a team now that you say, okay, they built for the postseason. They gonna win it all. You can't really say it. You can't say that. You, you can't. can't say but, you, but but you can't say that in too many other sports. I mean, basketball no. maybe is a little bit different, but but baseball and football for sure not because you know injuries play yeah. such a big big role in football. Exactly. And in baseball, if the baseball it depends on when you when you get hot. If your bats get hot, yes. Like if if you got good pitching. I mean, always, let's say the bats are not your bats are not hot, but your pitching is, is all on. Yeah. I mean, you got a chance. Yeah. And let's say, and let's like say the Dodgers bats yeah, went the, cold. They, they, were, they, were, they were ice cold. Yeah, they the, were Dodger, cold. the Dodger pitching was on. I mean, honestly, but they couldn't hit. They just couldn't hit. And that's the frustration. As a guy that has lived here a majority of your life, Eric, and you know what Los Angeles is like. You know how, how people like their winners. You know what championships mean to this city. Uh, do you blame Dodger fans today if they're frustrated, if they're angry? 
if they're uh, just really out of sorts. Can you blame them for that? Oh, no. We lost Eric. Yeah. We lost him. We lost him for a minute. Yeah, we lost him again. We'll get him back. All right. No, I'll answer that. No, you can't blame Dodger fans for being frustrated. This is a city of champions. We 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 won our win. We expect to win. Dodger fans expect to win. Laker fans expect to win. Now the Rams here, you know, they won one. When they got here, that was a commitment to winning. And they've been to two Super Bowls and won one. So now the 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 standard is set for the Rams to be in that conversation every single year. Uh just like the Dodgers. So yeah, it is frustrating, especially when you get bounced first round of the playoffs. You know, you think people are more upset about that or would they be more upset about getting to the World Series and losing? Yeah, I think uh they'd be more upset. I think they'd be more upset if they didn't make the playoffs, period. Yeah. Or, or or like we are now, losing in the first round. You think this is more upsetting than getting to the World Series and losing in the World Series? Lose, opposed to losing in the I first think that's round. a great question. You know what? I don't think it matters. I think you lose, you lose. I think you yeah. lose in the playoffs, you lose. Getting to the World Series and losing, that would be frustrating. Not getting to the World Series, getting bounced in the first round, that's also frustrating. The Dodger fans are looking at it. Don't you think Dodger fans in a certain way are looking at it going, man, we didn't even make it to the World Series. At least we could have made it. At least if we had made it to the World Series, we could somewhat say anything can happen in the World Series. But not even get there after this season, that's frustrating. I think it would be the same conversation today. If this was after you Game do? 7 of the World Series? I don't think so. I think it'd be the same thing. They can't close a deal. I, I, I think I, it would I have a different it. light on it. Not that they would forgive or, or feel you know, 100% better, but I think it would be to, to have this season and, and set a record for wins and then get bounced in the first round, I think that hits that cuts deeper, I think, to most fans than, than, than making it to the World Series and getting bounced. Okay, uh, we continue on with our Dodgers, especially at 2.30. David Vassale join us. Now we'll hear what he thinks. I mean, he had the Dodgers sweeping the Padres. And to be honest, we had the Dodgers beating the Padres. As did you, even if you were concerned. You know that. But just a really disappointing year to what was supposed to be an incredible season. I also want to touch on the Rams, and we'll get to that. Together, all right, we can make things happen. Presented by your Southern California Ford dealers. This is L.A. Football Mondays. Visit MyFordNow.com. Now, here's Eric Dickerson, Fred Rogan, and Rodney Pete. AM570, L.A. Sports. Yeah, we continue on. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan, L.A. Football Monday with Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson. We're having some... Some situations going on. We are. We're going to get Eric here as soon as we can. Yeah, we'll hook up with him as soon as we can again. All right, more Dodgers coming up next hour. David Basset will join us. David, more plugged in than anybody about what is going on and what the front office thinks. So we'll just ask him. I mean, he really is the best, and he knows. So, uh, you know, we've got to start looking forward. That's the funny thing about sports. You can be upset and, and annoyed but it's over. You got to look forward. How is this rectified and can it be? And we'll talk to Dave about that. USC went to uh, Utah. 
on Saturday. Rodney, you were there. I was. I was. I made the trip. I made the road trip, Fred. And, um, yeah, it was a tough night for the Trojans. But I will say the atmosphere in Utah uh, was fantastic. Uh, for a college football setting, that's why I love college football. You go to some of these places on campus and, and some of these college places that you don't you know, you don't hear a whole lot about either. You know, nationally, it's not necessarily Notre Dame or or the Big House at Michigan or Ohio State or anything like that. But there's a lot of places where pockets and it's good universities and they support their teams. And Salt Lake City certainly supports uh, Utah. And uh, with uh, I think they had like fifty, little over fifty thousand people in that stadium, and it was packed and it was loud. And it's a great great stadium and setting for college football uh and they were going crazy i think they, they certainly had a lot of build up for this game and were excited about this game they came off a loss to ucla uh it was an emotional night for them because they're the two uh the two players that passed away last year i think one from a gunshot another one from a tra- another tragic situation they celebrated those two guys they were teammates um that night with their families in fact they had uh they had images of them on their helmets that they had made um, for the for the game, and they did a big tribute um, at the end of the uh, at the end of the third quarter. But it was um, it was a tough game. I, I, I and the thing that frustrates me about football nowadays, especially college football, is that I I don't know if I've seen more roughing the passer calls in my life. Yeah, Lincoln Riley wasn't pleased with that. Uh, it was every other hit. If it's a hard hit now, especially in college, there's a flag and then there's a review for targeting on every hard hit in football. And if it's on the quarterback, it's certainly automatic. You throw the flag first and then we'll sort it out later. And a lot of times they don't ever sort it out the right way. There were a number of those that should have gone or shouldn't have been called. I'm saying that's the way we, the reason we lost the game, but it it disrupt. It was certainly an unbalance of penalties against USC in that game as Utah. And the game went back and forth, and it, it really did turn out to who had the ball last was going to end up winning that game. But man, it was very frustrating as as a as a USC, and I think as a college football fan watching certain plays and guys playing hard and and football is let's let's be honest, it is a violent game. And there are going to be hits that are hard hits. And you can't turn it into a overly protective game when it is, in essence, a violent sport. And it, and it felt that way the other night where it was just every other play penalty felt lopsided against us, but it was a a let's protect the quarterback or anybody offensively at all costs not even just quarterback it was it was receivers that would get hit hard that they stopped the play and let's go review this stop the play let's go review this and a few of them were overturned there's no no foul for targeting well there was a foul you called 15 yards because it was looked like it was a hard hit where it looked like target it's almost like the fumble rule nowadays right where they they call it a fumble first and then they go back and review it and see if it's not a fumble right it's like they call it targeting and they call a 15-yard penalty first and then let's see if it's really a 15-yard penalty. And that, that came to bite. One of the plays ended up where they, they, uh, we intercepted the ball in the end zone to stop right. the drive. And they, uh, they called and kept the ball and they went in and scored. Yeah, that, and that's the one really Lincoln yeah. Riley complained about. Yeah. Um, 
But all in all, I, I think I think we were the better team. It certainly was our toughest test all season long. But I think we played them five times. We beat them four out of five. I think we're the better team. Especially if we play them at a neutral site, we beat them. Well, I think uh, one of the big issues was they could not contain their tight end. Oh, my God. He had a field day. 234 yards. He had a field day. He ate us up. Uh, whether, whether we were playing zone or playing man, we played man. He ate up our safeties. We played zone. We couldn't cover him because he was a very savvy. He was Travis Kelsey-like. He's a big kid, too. Yeah, and can run. And so he just he, he played football like you want. I mean, if I'm playing quarterback, he'd be my best friend. I'd love that guy because he found a way to get open. He found pockets in there in the zone. He knew how to slide one way or another to find to get himself open for the quarterback. And you could see it. Uh, Cam Rising, the quarterback for Utah, if he got in trouble, he'd look for him. And and that guy would show up in his vision all the time and saw it, 215 yards receiving. I think he had 15, 16 catches. Uh, we couldn't stop him. That's been our issue all season long. Defensively, we're right. not quite there yet. Um, we we have trouble stopping the run, and uh, we weren't we didn't necessarily get the turnovers like we we normally get. Uh, but offensively, we are certain there. Caleb Williams is a star. He is a big time player. Every time we needed a drive, every time we needed a play, he came up with the play, and uh, he played his you know what off. And I, I was very very proud of him. You know, offensively, we can play with anybody. We can score on anybody. We can play with anybody. It's just that we we've got to show up defense. We can't we can't allow somebody to score fifty points on us. Isn't that kind of the mo of a Lincoln Riley team? <laughs> kind of, it has been at if Oklahoma. You watch Oklahoma. Yeah, they were the same way. Yeah, they were the same way. So we've got to we've got to find a way to to to, to change that narrative uh, in terms of what has been the past for Lincoln Riley, especially here at USC, because we're going to get into those games where we have to play. Because I, I expect this team to continue to get better over the years that he's here, and we will be in that that playoff conversation. And if you're playing teams like Alabama, you got to be able to stop the run. George, you got to be able to stop the run. You got to be able to stop these these high powered offenses because you don't want to have to be in a shootout every single week. And uh, right now, that's where we are. But I I actually came out of that game. You know, I know we lost our ranking, our top ten ranking, and all that. I came out of that game actually feeling very positive about our team, about us going forward. I really think that we run the table now going forward. Well, they're going to need to because right now UCLA yeah. is unbeaten. Yes, they are. But they still got to play us. Still got, That's right. Yes. And they play Oregon, I believe, this week, which is going to be another test. They get a bye next week. Next week they play Oregon. So, again, yeah. they'll get a test. But I think it's uh, it's going to come down to another. Oh, no, I'm sorry. My bad. They had the bye. They play this week. They You're play right, this week, right? They play Oregon. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to come down to a co collision course. Uh, at the end of the season with USC UCLA, with us having one loss and and depending on what happened tomorrow, because I think this is the, probably the last test they'll have UCLA until they play us at the end of the year. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll get into the Rams and what happened. Eric will rejoin us then. You can listen to all LA Kings games in HD on the LA Kings Audio Network on the free iHeartRadio app. Keyword LA Kings. Go Kings, go. AM 570 LA Sports. From the Rams to the Raiders to the Chargers, this is LA Football Mondays on AM 570 LA Sports. Eric Dickerson, Fred Rogan, and Rodney Pete are presented by your Southern California Ford dealers. Visit buyfordnow.com. Oh, yeah, let's keep it going. It's an LA Football Monday. Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan, the Hall of Famer, Eric Dickerson. We got him? Yeah, we got him. We got him. We found Eric. 
<laughs> I was lost. <laughs> Got technical difficulties over here. What yep. the hell going on? <laughs> well, you sound great. It's Fred. Now. Fred trying to mess with the switches. Yeah, well, you know me. Yeah. My mistake. Cut me off on a, on a football Monday. All right. Talking about the Dodgers, my team. All right. Well, yeah, we didn't want you to get too sad before we talked about the Rams, which uh, puts mm-hmm. a smile on your face because they won, but it wasn't a spectacular outing, Eric. <laughs> it wasn't spectacular, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> it is a win. That's the only thing about it. It's a win, you know. Um, I, I was at the game for for a while. I stayed there till almost halftime, a lot to half, and um, you know we didn't look good. We won the football game, and that's the most important thing. But um, defense, it, it played okay. It played all right. I mean, you're talking about a team that 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 really doesn't that play, has a third string quarterback. I don't know the quarterback's name. I know Baker Mayfield is out, and the second string guys out. Uh, a team that we really should have beat down early, but they they took a, a lead on us right before halftime on an interception. And, um, you know, we ran the ball fairly well, I got to say, um, against the, the Carolina Panthers. I mean, I think we had 111 yards rushing uh, to their 93. I think, you know, Matt Stafford, two for two, 253. But, you know, once again, he threw one interception. It could have been two interceptions. He threw one for a pick. should have been about three. Uh, to be honest, it should have been three picks. But that's not that's not how it works. Um Football team just looks flat. I mean, they really do. They don't look like the team that they did last year. And maybe you know, I'll say again, it's still a little early. You know, it's uh, you know, it's early in the season. And we th- we're three and three right in the hunt. You know, San Francisco's three and three. I think um, the um, um, Arizona Cardinals were a two and four or something like that. And I don't know. I think um, the uh, what's the other team? The Seahawks. I think they're yes. three and three also. So we're kind of all, all right that close together, but. The big thing is, is you know, it's us, the Rams. You know, and, and, the, and the offensive line uh, is still an issue. I think and, it's going to be an issue way, all Eric, year. Eric Noteboom is out now. Tore yeah. his Achilles. He's out for the I saw, season. I saw, I saw, I saw. I'm going to say I got to that point to that. I saw that yesterday. He went down. I mean, we're just losing guys up front. And, and it's, it's not you, you can't replace them. I mean, the, the thing is, is you can get a guy in. Think about this, Fred. You have a guy come in, uh, say, today. But he doesn't know the offense. You know, he doesn't know all the calls. He just doesn't. I mean, so I mean, that's that's going to be a big problem for us all year long. I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest. I think we're going to struggle all year. I mean, I would like to. I'd like to say we're going to win nine games, but it's it's going to be extremely tough. We have a tough schedule. I mean, we play San Francisco here after the bye week. You know, can we beat San Francisco? Let's just keep it 100. Probably not. You know, we we can't block them. We we can't block them. I mean, they run the football extremely well. You know, we don't seem to tackle them very well. Uh, then we come back and go play Tampa, you know, and that's another tough game. So um, let's just hope we can win. If, if we can get on a hot streak some kind of way, things start falling into place, you, you can win. I mean, Rodney, you know as well as I do, football is sometimes it's all about opportunity and, and, and what happens and how way the ball bounces. So for us right now, I mean, we won yesterday. We didn't look extremely good, but I'll say it again. It's a win no matter what. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and, you know, we went into the season – thinking that the NFC West was going to be one of the best divisions in football. And now you look at the NFC West, it's wide open. It's not it's not probably one of the worst divisions in football. One of the worst. I said, I said, you know? I said it yesterday. I said we're one of the worst divisions in football right now. It's like, man, I mean, the, the NFC East. I mean, you think yeah. about the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Redskins. The I mean, Giants. The Giants, the Giants. The Giants. I mean, the Giants were like an afterthought. So uh, you just—I guess that's the thing about football, man. You just never know. If you get lucky, if you get hot, I mean, the Giants have gotten some wins, kind of lucky. But hey, you know what? You don't put on the win column. They got lucky. You put the W, the win. That, that's what it comes down to. And so, 
for us, I mean, for the Rams, man, they just yeah. it's just a lot of me. It's a lot of moving and parts. And, that, I mean, look, and doesn't that go to you just never know year to year, right? And how things would go. You got a lot of factors are involved. Like we were just talking about the Dodgers and everybody wants to come down on Dave Roberts and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, so what's the format? Nobody plans on people being injured. Nobody plans on certain things happening to you uh, during the course of a year when you lose one guy. And you, if you do lose, and it depends on the guy, sometimes the chemistry based on that one guy is throws everything off. Um, and it doesn't mean all of a sudden, you know, so is Sean McVay now a bad coach because they, they're 3-3 three and, three and not dominating? No, it's just a lot of factors in sports, and you still got to go out and play the game. But like you mentioned, they, you said they look flat, and that's the way I've said about them this whole season long. Do you think there's any kind of, you know, I know there's some guys missing, some guys hurt, but in just mentally, do you think that they're, they're exhausted from last year, winning the Super Bowl, coming back this year, and that uh, they just haven't found their stride yet? Absolutely not. It ain't got nothing to do with last year. People say that, you know, that, that, that crap. You know, it's just you, you don't have all the pieces. The pieces are missing, and the, and the pieces right now is, is that offensive line is just not, in unison, it's really not. I mean, and the, even the, the defense is kind of hit and miss. I mean, they're really not getting a, a pass rush. They don't. They're not getting the sacks. I mean, if it's not for Aaron Donald, you know, make raising havoc, you know, and he's a one man show. I mean, you got to get other guys to, to get to get yeah. get to the quarterback. How much they miss I mean, Von Miller even, right now? Oh, they miss Von Miller a lot. They miss they miss they missing Von Miller a whole lot. I mean, you you have to have other guys that 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 make plays. I mean. You can't all you can't all of a sudden start blitzing the corners like you know Jalen Ramsey starting to blitz because you're gonna get you're gonna get caught like that. You know they they the football team they they pick up your tendencies. So um, you know just you just hope that they can get hot and 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 get on a run and and, and make the playoffs. But right now it's just you know it's, it's right now Rodney as you well as I know it's, it's week by week. It's just week after week. See how we can just win week after week. Yeah. Eric, what happened with Cam Akers? I was gonna I was gonna come to that too. Um, from what my understanding is, is that uh, Cam and and um, Coach kind of got got a got a disagreement on some things. I think the thing is, is that you know he was he was supposed to be the guy last year, and got hurt. You know, got hurt early, then came back, uh, played okay, played okay. You know, had some turnovers, and then came back for training camp was going to be the guy, and I guess just wasn't living up to it in practice in in, in training camp. You know having some turnover problems, uh, missing assignments. And you know as well as I do one thing about blown assignments in the NFL. And still a fan may not see it, but a, a guy picking up the wrong guy, you know, that's big because first thing they'll say is, hey, you don't get somebody hurt, son. You, you, know, you, don't, know who, you don't know who your man is? You got to know who your man is. Yeah. And I guess some of the things is, you know, he, he missed, some, missed some assignments and they didn't look good. And um, they went with Daryl Henderson. And, I mean, I think, they, you know, I think they called it out early, you know, and I guess he didn't, he didn't like it and, they, they, I mean, I don't think he had a talk. And from what I understand, it, they're looking to try to trade him. And you know, I'm, I'm I'm sad to hear that. But you know, this is this is football. And you have to just keep it moving. Our visits with Eric are brought to you by Ford. Ford Truck Month is here. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer and get behind the wheel of a new Ford F one fifty truck. All right, this upcoming hour, David Vasse will join us and look to the future. AM 570 KLAC, 98.7 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app.